go home. Go home. Go home. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 20 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedore, along with my best friend, my co-host, my tag team partner, Brian Abu Chakra. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing very well. Uh, nailed it. Right mm. off the bat, fucking hitting it, hitting home it, runs. Hitting the head hey guys, on the nail. I, if, if there's one thing that this episode will be remembered for is that it will be a jumbled mess of <laughs> what happened. Uh, this so will be our worst episode. It will. That's the title of this episode is uh, Go Home Show Episode 20, The Worst Episode. Yeah. Uh, we just got back from conventions. I'm a little hoarse, so my voice is going to come and go. Brian just got back from Anime Expo. I myself was at uh, Rooster Teeth Expo. I guess that's what they call it, RTX. Yeah. Uh, and we did a lot of business for Mega64, selling t-shirts, shaking hands, kissing babies, uh, stuff like that. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of hanging out. A lot of drinking and a lot of uh, schmoozing. Schmoozing. So if we're a little hoarse, if we're a little uh, a little <laughs> out of it, it's because we had a weird fucking weekend. Yeah, we did. Brian didn't have to go that far. You're just in L.A. Yeah. But L.A. from San Diego is worlds away. It certainly is. How was Anime Expo in L.A.? It was fantastic. Yeah? It was, uh, it was really cool to be there. A lot of people were excited, very um, emphatic about finally we're here mm-hmm. uh so that's good mm-hmm. we're uh, giving people what they wanted and uh got got to meet a lot of really cool people mm-hmm. and uh uh it was it was awesome I, I hope we do it next year this was the first time we had a booth at anime Absolutely. expo um we usually just do a panel and that's it but uh this year we, we did a booth mm-hmm. brian ran the booth w- along with uh rocco and garrett mm-hmm. and derek for the first day that's right well we did the panel and everything mm-hmm. and then um myself sean and kevin Went out a little bit early, went to Austin to set up for RTX, and then Derek met us out there. Did awesome stuff in RTX. Great, great town. I love Austin. That's a place I could definitely live for a while. Uh, It has a lot of cool bars, a lot of cool people. Just a great town. Hot as fuck. If you live in Texas, you have to deal with humidity. That's like hellish. Humidity is Fucking I hate it. Miserable. Apparently, it was bad in San Diego the entire weekend. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah, we skipped it. Yep. I was indoors. Yeah. Selling t-shirts. But here's the problem, Brian. We we're gone all weekend. Yeah. I was gone from Wednesday until almost Tuesday of this week. <laughs> uh, my flight from Phoenix to San Diego. We had a layover in Phoenix. Got delayed like five, five and a half hours. You really could have driven. The yes. Distance. Oh, oh. Trust me. We knew. Uh, it was terrifying too because we cha- we got on the plane, taxied, waited, taxied, uh-huh. waited, uh-huh. got told uh, there's like a problem with like the flaps on the wings. Great. So there's a computer issue. Uh-huh. We just have to file some paperwork. So we got to go back to the terminal. Hey, how about you stop filing paperwork and work on this flap <laughs> issue? So we went back to the terminal. We wait for about an hour, eh, 45 minutes because I watched about 40 minutes of NXT, uh-huh. got all the way to the main event and then stopped because uh, we had to get back on the plane. So we get back on the plane. We go out, we taxi, we wait, we taxi, we wait. Uh, <laughs> the pilot tells us that he's sorry, and he knows that we've been going through a lot. Well, actually, he doesn't know because he's new to this plane, and we can get off if we want. What the fuck does that mean? That's the scariest shit you can ever hear on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pilot. I'm not really sure about what's happening here, but you can get off if you want. That decision should not be left to us. Uh, no, it shouldn't. So uh, after about five, five and a half hours, they finally flew us home through a lightning storm. Jesus. I, I mean, it was lightning on either side of the plane, and all I could do was keep my head down, listen to a podcast, and just keep playing Metal Slug Defense. <laughs> and just go like, just pretend you're on a fucking bus. Just pretend you're on a fucking bus. We finally get home. It's like 1130 at night. Fuck. Dude, I've watched. So here's the thing. I've watched 40 minutes of, of NXT, mm-hmm. and that's it. I've watched no more wrestling. Uh, I don't know what happened on SmackDown. Right. I don't know what happened on Raw. Bummer. I Yeah. You know what really sucks about that? This is a fucking professional wrestling podcast. <laughs> and that's why the title of this episode is the worst episode. Yep. Because I don't know what we're going to do. But then me and Brian came up with it. Brian actually watched Raw. Yeah. And you watched NXT, yes? Nope. Oh, my God. Did you watch SmackDown? Nope. Oh, my fucking God. The only thing I got to watch was Raw. Guys, this might be a short episode. This might be a weird episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to answer questions. We're going to go over Raw. And um, 
and uh, in a very interesting way. Yeah, and uh, I think we might just talk about wrestling in general to kind of fill time. Yeah. So if you just go. Hey, you know what? Maybe this episode's not for me. You know what? I understand. because <laughs> I forgive you. Because this is a weird episode. Yes, um, it really is. Before we jump into Raw, I did watch NXT. Um, let me see if I remember, because I didn't write anything down because I was in an airport without my notebook. Uh, I know CJ Parker had a match oh, against, finally. A, against a debuting guy. Mm. CJ Parker came out and cut a promo about... Um, no, you know what? He came out with a sign and then beat the guy with a crescent kick, which is just like a... Like a High kick to the guy's face. Oh, okay. Uh, and then cut a promo about how Xavier Woods has a PhD and all these opportunities in WWE and he's squandering them. What? And then Xavier Woods has something that he wants. He has a platform, essentially. Oh. And I thought that was an interesting basis for a promo. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. It was not a bad promo. CJ Parker's like the only heel in NXT. He, yeah, the crowd no. fucking hates him. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I think there was a Bull Dempsey vignette, mm-hmm. uh, so that's all we got from that. There, Bull Dempsey, the last of a dying breed, which, but the vignette was just clips of uh, him in black and white beating up Xavier Woods. So it was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, the one, the great. one match he's had, great, whatever. Okay, uh, I still don't get Bull Dempsey. Maybe I'll come around, but I think that it's just like, yeah, you're just a guy in like a weird looking singlet. He kind of reminds yeah. me of Rhino, but he does. without, but without a, like any of the intensity. Yes. So he's like a boring Rhino. Yeah. Bull Dempsey, I'm sorry you're listening to this. I know you are, and you're sitting there going like, man, I'm better than a boring Rhino. I know you are. Yeah. But you, so far, boring Rhino. You need sorry, to pick dude. up a gimmick like draws and just puke. Yeah, you just start puking. He's got a puke. That's like, that's like the saddest part of that whole like documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where, and then he's like, he can't. And so Vince McMahon just keeps screaming he's going to puke, and he can't do it. And it's like, oh, fuck. Send me home. Get me out of here. <laughs> what was that for? Uh, Beyond the Mat. Oh, yes. It was uh, It was that. that. Beyond the Mat, if you guys have never seen that, which I assume you have, uh, it used to be on Netflix. It might still be. Um, it has an interesting look at that uh, Mankind Rock match, the I Quit match, where yeah. he just takes like 80 chair shots to the head from the rock. Oh, Mankind's man. just like, yeah, I remember like the last half of that match. It's like, okay. Yeah, well. Holy shit. Shit. Oh, my God. Uh, there's an interesting look of that, uh, like where you see his like wife and kids in the front row, like crying and leaving because uh, he's just getting murdered with a chair. Yeah, that that part was hard for me to watch. Yeah, yeah, it fucking should Jesus. be. Uh, we also at NXT we got um, the BFFs, which mm. is uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Charlotte in a tag match against Bailey and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch came out with Bailey uh, to Bailey's music and everything, and mm. did not uh, do any Irish jigs or lie die hi die whatever. Good. None of that. Good. None of it. So Fantastic. Works for me. So right now she has no gimmick. <laughs> she went from having the worst gimmick to no gimmick, and that's a better gimmick than what she had. Yeah. Um, wow. That match ended with kind of like a weird way. I thought it was decent where um, Sasha and Charlotte were working over Bailey for most of it, mm-hmm. and then uh, it was like a little too long. The yeah. match had like a little bit too much length to it, and uh, it ended where I think Bailey got tossed to like the outside, and then... Uh, Charlotte hit uh, Becky Lynch, and she went down to her knees and hit Bound on the Queen, whatever. And mm. then uh, it, after the match, Sasha was, like, talking trash to Becky, and then Bailey came in and tossed Sasha out. Ah. And then there was a backstage promo that broke up the BFFs. <gasps> Charlotte said, we're not BFFs. And then Sasha said, we're not BFFs. That was pretty much the whole ah. promo. And then uh, next week, there's a number one contenders match for the uh, NXT Divas Championship. Oh, cool. That is uh, Summer Rae against Bayley. So mm. one of those two girls will have a shot at the NXT women's title. Cool. Yeah. I assume it'll be Summer. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the last time, like, Bayley stood a chance in a match. It's all, like, roll-ups and stuff, and it's like, yeah. ah, come on. That, that's the she's, worst. she's, like, the scrappy underdog type character or whatever so yeah. it's fine but it like still you have to have like a convincing one every once in a while absolutely you know? yeah um we also got a uh oh justin gabriel has a backstage promo Ooh. and uh tyson kidd comes and interrupts it and he tells him like in like in like not a very good promo essentially tells him like you're off raw and you're off smackdown you're off pay-per-views nxt's like your last chance and like you can't be a joke because uh, Justin Gabriel has a match against Sami Zayn later that night. Oh. Uh, but I didn't get to watch it because I had to get back on a plane. Uh, so I assume it was good because there was like 20 minutes left. And I, I assume they had like a little bit of length to it. That's awesome. Um, 
we also had a backstage sit-down interview with Renee Young and Tyson Kidd where mm-hmm. it was like any question, no holds barred. You like ask any question and he gave like typical kind of like heelish answers right. where you just go like, I don't agree. No, no, you're wrong. <laughs> but then she's like, uh, she said, are there marital troubles between you and Natalia? And he stands up and he looks at her all mad and then he walks off and really quietly he goes, oh, come on. It was, so, <laughs> it was so fucking funny. It was so stupid. <laughs> it made me laugh. So I like rewound it three times and just kept listening to it. I, I'm going to watch NXT just to he watch just, that. Come on. And that was it. It's like, okay, goodbye. Uh, so that was really NXT in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't see the VOD villains. No, we saw an, another. Hmm. I feel like there was another tag team. And Oh, yeah, we saw Enzo. And uh, Big, Big Cass. Cass, and they came out, and Big Cass had a had a match against Sylvester Leville. Uh, uh, so he came out with Marcus Louis, and then uh, it was over in about 15 seconds. Oh, where, uh, I hate that. Big Cass just put down Sylvester Lefort of course. Uh, with uh, East River Crossing, and of that, course. Was, that was it. Enzo cut like a little promo, and it was nice. That, that was it. Hmm. That was NXT in a nutshell. Damn. Everything that I watched of NXT, at least... Um, so, Brian, what did you think of NXT? Uh, it sounded like it had one good part, which is the Tyson Kidd part. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. It was okay. It yeah. wasn't a standout episode, but mm-hmm. whatever. There's a Sami Zayn match. I just haven't gotten to watch it yet. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you guys like it because I haven't watched it yet. Nah. Uh, so, Brian, that takes us right into SmackDown, which neither one of us saw. No. Did you hear anything about SmackDown? I didn't hear anything about SmackDown, but there were a few things that went on uh, during WWE this past week that I feel we should mention. Like what? Like uh, San- Santino. Oh, no. He uh, has no longer the... Uh... Let me try that again. Go ahead. Take two on that one. Take two I'm on that one. I'm not editing that no, out. No, please don't. He's no longer cleared for... Uh, in ring action, yep, and he had to retire he at did. a house show in Toronto. Correct. He's uh, I don't know if people know that he's from Canada. Yeah, he's his character is mm-hmm. just Italian. Mm-hmm. He's a normal. I don't know if you ever heard him speak outside of his Santino character. I, I haven't. Totally normal guy. Yeah. Um, he came out and cut a promo and said like, "I have to retire." He's like, he has like his third neck injury or something, and yeah. he's like, "That's it." Um, but they did. I heard they didn't give him a send off or anything on Raw, which is fine because I assume Santino will just be around. Yeah, I mean, as like they, a comedy type character, and and that's what they said. He's still involved in WWE. He is right. retiring from in ring action. Right, that's kind of a bummer. It is. Um, neck injuries are really scary though. Yeah. So I mean, don't. I would never say like don't like don't push it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, you can't, you can't. Same thing with Edge. It's like it, well, you can push it, but then you run the risk of never walking. Yeah. So what do you, I mean? What's more important to you? Yep. So there you go. Um, um, what else happened in the WWE, Brian? Uh, Renee Young uh-huh. is now the uh, uh, commentator uh-huh. during Superstars, which is available exclusively on the WWE Network, which is on a free trial this week. Yes, I, didn't know if, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, um, but it's uh, it's definitely worth checking out because I think Renee Young is uh, there, in my opinion, with this move, poising her to take over main commentating. I, I agree. Um, I like her a lot as a commentator. I like yeah. her a lot as a backstage interviewer or whatever. Everywhere she kind of goes, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if people know this. She is the first full-time, like, not not just, hey, we're throwing you on, like, a Sunday night heat yeah. for a couple of weeks. This is If this position holds, like, yeah. this is her job. She's the first female commentator to take off, like to take over like a full position. I know mm-hmm. that Lita was a commentator on Heat for a while when she was out with an injury too. Right, but that was because she was out with an injury. Yes, uh, this is Renee Young's. It looks like her new position is mm-hmm. to be an actual commentator on Superstars and yeah. kind of work her way up. It's a big deal. Yeah, I think it's really cool because Renee Young is one of the best voices I've heard in a while, mm-hmm. and I well, think she has really good input and it's, insight it's her matches. And Tom Phillips, is it not? Yeah, and they're great. Mm-hmm. I love Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon. I think this new crew, those three specifically, yeah. are some of the best uh, commentators that WWE's seen in a very long time. They, they have a nice way of being informative, just dry enough, and then also get a little, like, excited yeah. when, when it calls for it. Yeah. Um, which is nice. It's it's cool to hear them. I like it more than the Raw and SmackDown yeah, commentating teams, oh but that, that's been... I mean, steady, steady decline since Raw 1000, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's just, it's been like that for a long time, and, and a lot of people, especially, like, lately, over, like, the last month, a lot of people have been, like, jumping on Kevin Dunn. I don't know if you noticed that online. A no. lot of people are very upset. A lot of, like, little expose... Um, Little pieces written by former uh, writers with the WWE, just calling, kind of calling out Kevin Dunn and, and talking about um, 
you know, how, how he just has like a homogenous huh. approach to WWE programming. Yeah, it looks good, mm-hmm. but it looks the same right. all the way across. He, and uh, this former head writer was talking about how it might, yeah, it might look good, mm-hmm. but it's a fast food approach where everything is the same and it's just like, what's easiest? Right. He's right. Yeah. I mean, as, as soon as he said that, I, I really, I agreed with it. I, I would too. And uh, he just, he painted a very, uh, he painted Kevin Dunn in a very poor light, huh. uh, which was a very misogynistic light where uh. he's like, yeah, women are uh, not like the draw and he kind of... Mm. This interviewer was talking about the the storyline that he wrote. I, if I'm if I'm not mixing this up, if I am, I apologize. But uh, in this in this writing piece, he, he talks about how right. he was the writer for the Mickey James Trish Stratus storyline, where it was like the single white female type thing, where Mickey James was like stalking Trish Stratus, and it was like oh, I'm your biggest fan. And oh yeah, getting like a little weird with it and everything. Mm-hmm. He said that like Kevin Dunn fought him tooth and nail to get that like off the show. Well, wow. the Raw, Raw's too long. Cut that segment. Oh, uh, Mickey James kisses Trish at one point. Uh, Trish has to like it because it's like, oh yeah, two girls kiss each other. Ha ha. Uh, it's like, huh. no, that's like the, that's like the opposite of what the story calls yeah. for. So it, it's, is an interview that was very kind of just painting done in, in an interesting light of, uh, maybe not, not so positive, huh. but, but again, you have to take that stuff with a grain of salt because you know, when you quit a job, you have shit to say about people you Absolutely, used to work with. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So when you hear about that stuff, you kind of have to go like, oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, I listened to Talk is Jericho, which is Chris Jericho's podcast. He, I, he had a two-part episode. Mm-hmm. It was uh, himself and Edge. Oh, Copeland cool. With uh, Paul Heyman. Whoa. It's really good. Paul Heyman has uh, led an interesting life uh, in and out of pro wrestling. Really? Yeah, he uh, used to do... Uh, like promotions and uh, bookings for Studio Fifty Four in really in New York. What at age like nineteen? What I know it was a super weird interview, but it was really really cool. If you guys Dang. haven't checked out Talk Is Jericho, I really recommend it. Just for his interviews, he gets a little long winded. As you, sh- I'm sure you're listening to this now and going, "What the fuck?" Like, just talk about wrestling. Yeah. Sorry, there's a lot of. We will get to it. We just have to uh, pad this out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jericho goes about 17 or 18 minutes where he's wow. talking about, like, at the beginning. Yeah. Where he just talks about, like, kind of whatever he wants and then, like, gets to an interview. <laughs> and you just go, yeah, no, get to the, okay, whatever. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> so if you skip all that and you want to just, like, listen to the interviews, they're really good. Hmm. And it's funny because when he's with Edge, you can tell that they are, like, traveling buddies and really yeah. good friends. And uh, they're all very funny together, especially with Paul Heyman and they kind of – you know, they pull back the curtain just a little bit, and uh, oh, really? They talk about why Paul Heyman left and why he came back, and they talk about CM Punk a little bit, about why CM Punk left and and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, we don't get like the answer, yeah. But they, you know, it's just a lot of like, yeah, he was unhappy for about a year, and then uh, after Royal Rumble, he just said like, I'm enough's enough, and he yeah. walked out. Makes sense. Yeah. That, so that that's all we got from that. When did Heyman leave? Uh, you know what? He was gone for like. A number of years. Huh. He, they talked about being burnt out and just how long it takes to kind of get over that. And Paul Heyman said that he wasn't over it for like four years. Like wow. he was just like, he's like, I went home and that was it. He's like, I still watched it. I still watched wrestling, but I just didn't, I didn't have the drive to be there. And he said that Brock Lesnar coming back was the, uh, the catalyst to him coming back hmm. because Brock Lesnar needed a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And so they brought in Paul Heyman, even though Paul Heyman didn't want to. And then it was like, oh, we're only just going to do it once. And then mm. it turned into put him on raw, put him on raw, put him on raw over right. and over. And then, you know, he was going to just go. And then they said, no, we want to team you with CM Punk. And he comes back and he's like, this is great. And, yeah. You know, since then it's, it's kind of, uh, it's interesting to hear what he said about, uh, what he had to say about Curtis Axel. Really? Yeah. He said that Curtis Axel is better without him. Uh, the reason being that he, he can get over on his own doing his own thing. It, it, he was fodder for CM Punk in that feud. Yeah. In the feud where CM Punk wants to get his hands on Paul Heyman. Right. But Paul Heyman's not affiliated with anyone because Brock Lesnar left. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do? You put him with someone. Right. So you put him with Curtis Axel, and Curtis Axel is just a stepping stone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of ditch that. Right. And you have to cut him loose. And I think, I, I mean... Since being cut loose and teaming with Ryback and everything, Curtis Axel's been, like, fun to watch. I think so, yeah. He had a one shitty single at one time, but other than that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a very cool episode, just a lot of talking about what it was like in WCW, what it was like in ECW, what it was right. like in WWE, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you haven't heard Talk is Jericho, I really recommend it. Um, 
Brian, what else happened this week in the world of WWE? Oh, somebody got arrested. What? What? Some Australian got arrested. Uh, So this was a weird kind of story that came out. It was Emma getting arrested for six-degree larceny. Six-degree larceny, I had to look it up, is uh, theft of something $250 or under. Turns out, I think it was like an iPad case. It was an iPad cover, And there was like a... um, she like went through like a self check thing and then just didn't. Did, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so she got arrested. Right. It sounds like it was a weird like misunderstanding. And then as I was flying from Los Angeles to Dallas, on the plane, got a notification. Emma's been released. Good luck on future endeavors. Me, Kevin, and Sean were all very sad. Kevin and Sean are very big fans of yeah, Emma. They, they love, love Emma's Emma. dance. They love Emma's song. Uh, it was just like, oh, dude, she got fired. Oh shit. Got up in the air, mm-hmm. three-hour flight, mm-hmm. landed, turned the phone off airplane mode, notifications and stuff. Uh, Emma's been reinstated in WWE. <laughs> so for the entire flight and in two different time zones, uh, Emma was fired And then until I landed in Austin. <laughs> as soon as I got in Austin, she was hired. And it was like, oh, for three hours, I thought she had no job. Yeah. That was really bizarre. I wonder what happened there. It sounds like, what well, I mean, what we've kind of put together just talking about it, um, over dinner and amongst ourselves and everything was like, it sounds like she's here on a work visa from Australia. Of course. You get arrested. You, like, forfeit that. You know of what I course. mean? And you have to go back home. And the WWE's like, well, I mean, what can we do? It sounds like that's what happened. And then there was just like, okay, let's all clear this up. Oh, okay, you don't have to, you don't, like, lose your work visa, something, yeah. something. Oh, you're back, and uh, which is nice because I really, really, really like Emma. Me too, a lot. I hope I hope we see a lot more out of her. I I hope so too. Uh, it's weird because people are pointing it out. They're like, "Yeah, she got fired," and it's like people get arrested for like DUIs and drugs and stuff, and they are like still like kept on staff and like yeah. not fired. So it must have been like a work visa related. It, it I, had I, to have been. I assume. Yeah, it, it must have been like. Oh, I don't think like. We're going to be able to not have you be deported. Right. And then WWE probably went, oh, shit, well, there's nothing we can do. Right. And then they found out something. Right. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what do you think? Like, does Imagine I, if it was someone else. I, I think it was they didn't know who she was. Right. At, I think it was at a Walmart. Oh, was it? I think so. And then they talked to Walmart and went, hey, she's a WWE superstar. Is there any way you drop these charges? And they probably went... Yeah, yeah, we didn't know who she was. Uh, it makes sense. Like, why would she steal a $25 iPad case? Mm-hmm. And then it, then they reinstated her. Yeah, I, I mean, that's it's interesting, right? Just to see what kind of is going to happen if you get arrested. Because now oh, yeah. does she get punished? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I mean, they said something about they're going to take the proper punitive action or blah, blah, blah. Right, 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 But, right. you know, I mean... She wasn't on Raw, so yep. maybe that was... That well, was yeah, but she hasn't been on Raw or whatever in like a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, whatever. Real quick, before we get to Raw, I want yeah. to talk about this. Uh, PWG has announced its uh, 10th annual Battle of Los That's Angeles. That's right. I want to talk about that because we were at the first. We you were? you realize that? 2004 is when we started going to PWG shows. I was looking it up today because I'm like, I don't have anything to talk about on the show tonight. So I wanted wow. to talk about PWG. Um, Did we go in 2004? Yes, right at the end. Um, because I was looking up, I'm like, we've seen CM Punk... And his CM Punk's like appearance or whatever, yeah, was at the beginning of them being at the Jewish Community Center, yeah. And that was reason for the reason for the season, I think, which is the one that we went to that we saw him at, yeah. And uh, that Daniel was Daniel was there too. That's two thousand four. So it was uh, Christopher Daniel. So I was looking up. It's pretty crazy. I was looking up uh, what it was like in two thousand four. Uh, well, I guess two thousand five uh, is when, when it Bola when it technically. Was, yeah took place uh here were the here here are the participants for the first bola for the first battle of los angeles battle of los angeles is a tournament two-day like event like a king of the ring type event mm-hmm. uh for pwg which is really cool because the first day you get all like the singles matches mm-hmm. and then the second day you get like a lot of like tag matches with all like the guys who like lost the first round yeah which are all really really cool so they here are. here are the lineup ready frankie kazarian against rocky romero yeah. So Ro- Rocky Romero was one half of the Havana Pitbulls, That's right? That's right. Yeah. Rocky Romero, wow. and now he's in the Forever Hooligans with Alex Kozlov. Over in... Uh, yeah, over in Japan, in, Japan. In, in New Japan. So that that's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, Rocky Romero went on to win that match. Uh, Quicksilver 
mm-hmm. against Davey Richards. Damn. Uh, Quicksilver went on to win that match, which means that's like right at the beginning of Davey Richards' yeah. pro wrestling career. Yeah. We saw Davey Richards like right from the get-go. I remember. Davey Richards now is in TNA. Yeah. Uh, as the, they, they were the American Wolves. It's him and Eddie Edwards. They were the American Wolves, and now they're just the Wolves in TNA, and they like look pretty good. So Quicksilver went on and won that. James Gibson against Joey Ryan. James Gibson Jesus. is Jamie Noble. This was the short time when he wasn't working for WWE and then uh, was like out on like the indies wrestling in ROH and PWG a lot and then got picked up to be a road agent after that. Uh, James Gibson went on and won that. Uh, Chris Bosch against El Generico. Yes. Now, now Sami Zayn. Chris Bosch went on to win that. Again, this is like right at the beginning. This was PWG made... Kevin Steen and El Generico. Absolutely. And, and to say otherwise is heresy. I would agree. I, I mean, they, they started coming up, you know, out in like Montreal and a little like out east, but I feel like they weren't getting a chance. They came no, out. They got they, big. They came out west and Here, yeah. blew up. Absolutely. So Chris Bosch Chris Bosch went on to win that. Very mm. cool. Uh, American Dragon. Yes. Brian Danielson against Ricky Reyes, the other half of the American Pitbulls. The, he's a little squatter, a little mm-hmm. bald, uh, like with like the shaved head. Just hit hard. Yeah. That was like a slugger. He was fun to watch. Oh, uh, yeah. That match was stiff as shit. Yep, yep, yep. Brian, yes, I do remember that. Brian Danielson went on and won that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Daniels, Fallen Angel, against Scott Lost. Damn. Right? Chris Daniels won that. It was always funny going to a PWG event because Chris Daniels would show up. He would, like, arrive in his car, and it's like, okay, well, it's obvious that you live out here because he would be in, like, khaki shorts and yeah. like a Hawaiian shirt and yeah. it's like you look like a dad who just went all right we gotta mow the lawn and then I gotta go it it, <laughs> it just looked like what a dad yep it was great but, uh, but boy could he wrestle yeah I, I love it yeah and he's back in ROH now with Frankie Kazarian oh good so if you guys haven't checked out ROH recently it's kind of coming in it's like it's own again oh uh, good a nice like little second height like check that second out. coming Jack Evans against AJ Styles Damn. That was awesome because I was super high flying. Yes, and it was. Jack Evans was crazy. Yeah. He could just get bent and tossed and flipped, and it was nuts. Just like Generico. Yep. AJ Styles went on and won that. Mm-hmm. The final first round match mm-hmm. of this tournament Kevin Steen against Super Dragon. Holy shit. Right? I remember that feud. Yeah. That they was had a good a huge feud. feud. Huge, huge, huge feud. And that really made like Both. Kevin Steen. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Super Dragon was like the guy yeah. in PWG. Yeah. And Kevin Steen came in, and it was like. Whoa, some people are, like, not chanting for Super Dragon anymore. No. It was pretty cool. Uh, who went on to win that? AJ Styles. No, nope. right. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch. It was, it was in the uh, the main event was Chris Bosch against AJ Styles. Chris Bosch won it. That's he was the right. first ever Battle of Los Angeles winner. Damn. So we've gone a couple other times, and we'd seen other uh, Battle of Los Angeleses. I wanted to come in and say, now it's a three-day event. Shit. It's August 29th, 30th, and 31st. Holy crap. Crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. Here are the participants. And I know, I know that some of you at home might not recognize these names. I'm sure Brian might not either. Mm. Uh, but some really cool names on here. Mm. Matt Seidel. He's Still? back. Nice. He's back. All right. Yep. Evan Bourne, former Evan Bourne in WWE. Yeah. Now Matt Seidel. He's in Battle of Los Angeles. Drew Gulak, who I really like. Drew Gulak's a lot of fun to watch. Very technical, very like straightforward. Uh, cool. cool. Cool wrestler. Trevor Lee. Chris Sabin, Johnny Gargano, Brian Myers, Michael Elgin, who shaved his mullet and now is just a hard hitter with a shaved head, <laughs> uh, Biff Busick, Kyle O'Reilly, Brian Cage, ACH, Zack Sabre Jr., Rich Swan, Trent, which is Trent Beretta, who was in uh, WWE for a while. He's been huh. tearing it up on the Indies. He's a lot of fun to watch. Great. Cedric Alexander, AJ Styles. Really? Yeah. He's back on the indies and everything, and he's been tearing it up. Holy shit. A.R. Fox, Chris Hero. Wow. A former uh, Cassius Ono. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Taylor, Roderick Strong, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, Ricochet, and Kenny Omega. Damn. Like, hey, guys, if you have a chance to go, you should probably go. You should definitely uh, go. It's going to be a hell of a three days for, for that it's gonna be a lot of I fun i can't believe it's a three day event yep, they're doing it man so shouts out pwg like holy shit each one of those shows is three hours right yeah, it's about damn yep it's in Reseda now too so if you guys feel like going to Reseda, nope <laughs> never it's uh pwg's like putting it together like there's like they're the only game in town like, yeah good for them yeah where's where's Reseda in relation to I think it's like northern LA. Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. So damn. There you go. It's uh 
it's PWG is like doing it and good for them because yeah. they're awesome. They get like the big names and it's a, it's kind of like how would you put it? Because I don't want to use the word hipster. It's the guys who are very like the nudge and the wink, like, hey, yeah. we get it. Mm-hmm. And they're very elitist. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. They're very elitist about like their wrestling and who they like and what they like. And they only like pick guys up yeah. that they really want to see. Mm-hmm. And they used to just get like weird dudes that you've never heard of. Top Gun Talwar. Hook Bombery. Yeah. Hook? Hook Bombery. Yeah. You remember him? Like, Barely. Yeah. And like Ronan and a, yeah. uh, Los Luchas. That's right. Yeah. It just weird people that they're like, yeah, these are the guys that we like. Mm-hmm. And they would bring in more people. And that's where like Roderick Strong, Austin that's, Aries, Chris yeah. Hero, we, we would see like a lot of these bigger names come in. And then some people over from like Japan, yeah. guys from like the Midwest, people that you hadn't really heard of. And like they would come and make their way and make their name in PWG. Necro Butcher. Yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. That match with Necrobutcher versus uh, Joey yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, yep. Scary. Yeah. Uh, B-Boy is another ah, guy. That's yeah, that's right. He's still around. He's still, cool. he's still kicking. Dude, crazy. Just PWG, huh. doing it right. If you guys, like, have time, check out some PWG shows. For sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Because they are doing awesome stuff on the indie scene. Absolutely. Brian, let's get to Raw. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. To go over Raw, Brian's watched it. Brian is taking extensive notes. That's right. Brian is going to take control of the ship. He's going to steer us on a course of raw adventure. He's going to introduce each segment, and I'm going to try to predict which happened, like what happened in each one. Uh, be it a promo, mm-hmm. just he'll give me like the lead, like mm-hmm. this person comes out. I will try to predict what happens. Then we will together go over what happened and discuss it. Match by match, I will try to give my best description of what I think <laughs> happened. All of it. So, let's dive into Raw, Ryan. Are you right. ready? I'm ready. Are you excited? I'm very excited. This <laughs> is going to be fun. Uh, this is this is cool because I've been, we've been watching wrestling combined. Uh-huh. 20-something years, probably. Oh, I'm sure. So, I mean, our whole lives. Yeah, basically. so we will see how I do uh, mm-hmm. on a random Raw Two weeks removed from a pay-per-view uh, <laughs> to see if I can predict it. So let's let's go right to the beginning. Raw kicks off and... Roman Reigns comes down. Roman Reigns comes down. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns comes down and cuts a promo. Yep. He cuts a promo about how at Battleground, he doesn't care who he has to beat. Randy Orton, Kane, or even John Cena. And the crowd goes, boo! At all of them because Roman Reigns is the only face in that match. Right. Uh... Randy Orton comes down and interrupts and says that he is the true champion and never got his rematch. Then John Cena comes down and says, Randy Orton, you can have your rematch tonight on Raw. And then Kane comes down and then they all brawl and it ends with Roman Reigns and John Cena staring each other down, but they don't fight. Brian, what happened in the segment? All right, so Roman Reigns comes down. And he claims that he will neutralize everybody in the match. That he is placed there mm-hmm. to be a distraction mm-hmm. so that um, basically Randy Orton can sneak away a win. Okay. That's not going to happen. Okay. Cena sucks chance mm-hmm. start. Okay. To which Roman Reigns gives them their time and then he goes, yeah, when I'm in the ring, Cena does suck. Wow. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. That's interesting. And that, oh, wow, that they probably let him yeah, do that. Yeah. We're, they were in Montreal, weren't they? Yep. I got to go back and watch this Raw. You I, should I watch bet, this Raw. I bet this crowd was super good. This crowd had very good moments, which almost drowned out the moments that they uh, were bad. Because yep. there were CM Punk chants, and there was a C- Cena Suck, mm-hmm. you know, Cena Sucks chant. But they, overall, it's a much more engaged. Yeah, Mo- Montreal is always a hot crowd. Yeah. Okay, so. He's going to neutralize everyone. He says, John mm-hmm. Cena sucks. Got it. Yeah. So then, boosh, Kane. God damn it. Comes out and just stands there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Roman Reigns says, uh, oh, yeah, you know, this, this entire time you've been doing what the authority wants. And you've been, you've been running around with Orton like you're his little bitch. Ooh, did he say bitch? He did. Wow. He did say bitch. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, they're, I know. That's letting, what I They're letting him go a little bit. Yeah, they're, I think they're trying to get back more towards the— I, I don't think they'll go TV 14 ever, but I think they, I think they yeah. really want to walk the line and yeah. make— 
give people little moments like this where they go, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Hey, because it works. It does. Yep. It does. And it, honestly, that's way better than jumping the other, yep, exactly. to the other side I, of the I line. absolutely agree. So uh, Kane then walks down, and they get into a little brawl, tossed outside of the ring, then tossed over the barricade, uh, Roman Reigns is. And, you know, they fight off a little bit. Officials come down to try to break up the match as it gets back into the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane choke slams an official, mm-hmm. and then, like, senior officials come down. So people in suits come down. Uh-huh. And, oh, like agents. Yeah, agents okay. come down. Um, and I think it was Fit Finley uh-huh. gets speared by um, Reigns. <laughs> what? I, what? I think that's Fit Finley. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't was it, tell. Was it a, a bigger white Dude, blonde haired yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. It was probably Fit Finley. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? What the fuck? I don't know why you. I because he's part of the authority. That would be the only like logical draw. That's so. It was weird. That's really strange. But I guess Fit Finley, like, he's just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll take bumps. Yeah. That, that's probably what it was. That, that's probably Who's going to do it? Like, Billy Kidman? Like, yeah, no. just, yeah. Exactly. Crazy. Wow, weird. So, uh, I forget exactly um, what happens, but Kane's standing on the apron outside mm-hmm. the ropes, and, you know, uh, uh, Reigns hits him with a Superman punch, okay. knocks him out, and then uh, that takes us out of that segment. Okay. Wow. I wasn't even close. Nope. Okay. But, I assumed that it was going to be a hot leadoff segment with everyone. Yeah. Nope. G- generally. Nope. But, you know what? Not the week before. It's not the week before the pay per view, nope. so you save that one. Exactly. Huh? Wow. You, get, you give Reigns his time to seem strong. You give uh, people that little tinge of hope that he's going to win at the Fatal Four, four Way, which, which he, he won't. won't. And um, you give him that little bit of you know yeah, padding and then, that he needs. Yeah, and then makes him look strong and like he like they both kind of like yeah we don't care we're gonna fight anyone yeah we hate each other. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's a, that that sets up at least one dynamic of okay. the Fatal Four Way. Got it. So the next match is a um, uh, tag match: Usos versus the Wyatts. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I want to see what happens in this match. Yeah. Uh, Wyatts in early control. The Usos turn it around. They dive onto both of the Wyatts. We go to commercial break. We come back. Eric Rowan has one of the Usos in a headlock. Uh, <laughs> the the crowd gets behind them. They they get close to the hot tag, but they don't get it. Tagging Luke Harper. Luke Harper eats a super kick. Hot tag. Usos attack uh, the the Wyatts. Uh, Luke Harper gets knocked to the outside, so they take out Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan gets knocked to the outside. Luke Harper hits a distracted Uso with a discus, discus clothesline, and the Wyatts win. How close am I? Uh, pretty close. A lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff you said happened. Okay. Not necessarily in that order. Okay. Um. Uh, the the win mm-hmm. was a little dirty. Okay. Uh, but in a in a uh, twin magic backfire. A twin magic backfire. Yeah. In that <laughs> the the not legal man was pinned for the win. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the Wyatts won. The Wyatts won, which but they pinned they pinned the wrong Uso. They, they pinned Tuso instead of Unoso. Yes. Wow. I, I don't tried, know if they've ever done that before. I tried so hard to keep a fucking like control of which was which uh-huh. i really really tried for uh-huh. the like because i'm like i know erickson asked me to, to go through yep. this so i need to know which one's jimmy and which one's jay i couldn't i could I, hey testament to the end of the match <laughs> but basically a lot of what you said happened but uh to start off a little bit you know there was a super kick from the usos and that kind of like knocks out harper or whatever but then for the most of the match the whites were in control uh-huh. um watching uh, Rowan wrestle is really interesting because he wrestles a lot more holds, yeah. a lot slower, mm-hmm. and then explodes, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, there was you know there was the f- missed hot tag. And yeah, it's it's all it's, formulaic. It's a, yeah, it's a WWE uh, tag team match. Harper hits a huge sit down power bomb that bounces uh, Unoso's head off the mat. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! It, it was giant. He's been doing that sit out power bomb and it looks really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it uh, basically what ends up happening is there's a little confusion. The wrong Usos in the ring, and uh, I think it it ends with the uh, with the discus clothesline and that. Oh, Harper got the win. Yeah, against one of the Usos. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So they beat the uh, they beat the tag champs. Maybe not clean, but they beat them. They beat them, and they That's kept and the commentating kept talking about. Oh, it's just, you know, doesn't doesn't matter how they won. Mm-hmm. This is a this clear. That they should have a match at the next pay per view, basically. That's mm. that's all I, they were saying. Which I assume they'll win the titles there. That I, I mean, because I would is, think they chased it now yeah. for a month, so mm-hmm. I would assume that they're going to win at this mm-hmm. pay per view. 
And how um, the Usos try to chase it back. Yeah. Which I don't think they'll. they'll yeah, but win. what other teams do you put? I guess Goldust and Stardust, but it's too weird. That's weird. I don't know where I don't know where you go with the Usos winning or the uh, the Wyatts winning the tag titles. I, I, I really I really don't know where the tag team division is right now. Yeah. It's it's really weirdly up in the air. It is because okay. I don't even think we saw Rybaxel at all Aww. tonight, which bummed me out. Sad Baxel. <laughs> Cry Baxel. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> If this if the title of this episode wasn't already worst our worst episode, it would have been Crybaxel. Damn it! Damn uh, it! Okay, fuck. what's the the beginning of the next segment? All right, so that now we have a backstage promo with Orton and Kane. Orton and Kane. Uh, Orton talks about how he uh, Kane has his back and Orton has Kane's back, and they're buddies, and they gotta figure out how to take out John Cena and Roman Reigns, but. Kane is somewhat unresponsive to Randy Orton because he doesn't like getting called a bitch. <laughs> and it makes Kane go like, yeah, I don't work for anyone. Like, because that's what Kane does eventually to all this shit whenever yeah. he does that. Uh, so what was the segment? Basically that. Oh, uh, was it? Uh, it was, was it really? It was Randy Orton. Was it really? Basically that. Yeah! In, in so many words, Randy Orton says, you know, uh, I, it, it looked like you had your stuff handled out there. If 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 it would have gone on a second longer, I would have been right down there to get your back because I know you got my back, so I got your back, and you know we're we're gonna take care of this all together, and and all this kind of stuff. And Kane remained silent. Seth Rollins walks in with the briefcase <laughs> and goes, "Yeah, man, you guys know I got your back too, and you know we're we're such a great team that you know if one of you guys do win at the Fatal Four Way, I'll, I'll think twice before I cash in the money in the bank on you guys." Oh, whoa. Whoa, what a weird segment. Yeah, and so it, so it starts to sprinkle in a little bit like dis- of... dissension yeah. amongst the ranks. And then... Uh, that's, oh, that's curious. Yeah, then Seth Rollins walks off, mm-hmm. and uh, and Randy Orton goes, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really getting sick of this guy. And Kane goes, yeah, well, I'm getting sick of you. <laughs> what? Is that really what he said? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. What a strange segment. Yeah, and so... And is Seth Rollins, like, turning fate? Uh, what is that? I don't know. Oh, weird. I don't know. Weird. But, weird. But, yeah, so... Uh, is that the end of the segment? So that's the end of that segment, huh. yeah. Okay, well, yep. I don't know if there's much to analyze there besides going, what a weird segment. It, it was really weird. Huh. And, oh, I forgot to say, the uh, this this whole Raw, mm-hmm. the authority is on vacation, so they're not there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, That that's good to know. Yeah. I can leave them out. Yeah. That's good. Um, so the next is a Divas match between, uh, Nikki Bella Mm -hmm. and Alicia Fox, and it's a, uh, hands tied behind the back match. What? Yeah, so they, one hand tied behind your back. Okay, uh, they get their hands tied behind their back, but, uh, Alicia Fox is, uh, getting beat down, but somehow gets her hand untied from behind her back and just beats the shit out of Nikki Bella and, like, gets crazy, and then throws popcorn everywhere, and then steals a hat. No, she already stole a hat. And then steals a cell phone, and then throws the cell phone in a drink. And then uh, the, the commentators are baffled by the turn of events. The end. I wish that happened. Oh. Uh, so Nikki Bella comes down, uh-huh. and she gets her hand tied behind her back okay. first. Alicia Fox goes to get her hand tied, and she can't decide which hand she wants tied. Mm-hmm. So then her hand doesn't get tied, and she beats up Nikki. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that happens, uh-huh. and the match never starts. Oh, so she just beats the shit out of Nikki Bella. Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, and then that just breaks down into whatever, and uh, she goes nuts on her. She goes under the ring. Uh, I'm sorry. Alicia Fox goes under the ring, pulls out a drink bin, and takes two Red Bulls and, like, does a Stone Cold thing with them. And, Hell yeah. And pours one of them on a Nikki Bella. And, like, that's basically it. Oh. She, like, walks away after that. I think my – Alicia Fox, I know you're listening to this. You can use my cell phone idea. Yeah. That that was way better than what happened. <laughs> she get get a cell phone. Take – from, like, someone in the front row. Have, like, a plant there. Yeah. Have them have, like, a cell phone. Take the cell phone and then, like, have a drink and then just – Dunk it in because the crowd's gonna go no yeah yeah no one wants to see that it's fucked up yep okay next all right so now it's uh, Rusev and Lana and they come down okay uh, Lana cuts a promo about America mm-hmm. and um, 
Rusev just yells words in Bulgarian, <laughs> and uh, nothing really happens. That's just it. Yeah. Is I mean, does anything and, happen? There was a ma- there's a match afterwards. Okay, so so someone interrupts, mm-hmm. and and they faced RVD. Oh, really? Does RVD interrupt and goes like, "Hey, man, not cool. USA's cool." He doesn't even say anything. Oh, really? He just comes down and interrupts. Yeah. So there's a match between RVD and Rusev. Yeah. Okay. Uh, RVD surprises Rusev at the beginning and gets him off his feet a little bit, and then Rusev comes back with like power. And then there's one little spot where RVD looks like he might win and goes for, like, the five-star frog splash. But Rusev does, like, that, like, some kind of, like, weird Muay Thai kick and then kicks RVD down and then puts him in the accolade. And the match is, like, six minutes long. It was about six minutes long. Okay. Didn't happen exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rusev and Lana come down. They make fun of Canada. Okay. Oh, Oh, they're in Canada. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Then in the middle of it... uh, RVD interrupts her. Okay. Doesn't say anything. Just goes into the ring. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> RVD uh, gets a few strikes in, but uh-huh. then um, Rusev takes control. Okay. There's this really cool spot where I think RVD tries to like sp- springboard over the top rope and then gets caught by Rusev, but then he reverses, or I'm sorry, RVD re- reverses it into uh, kind of like a swinging DDT thing. Oh, that's cool. And that was really cool. It was actually a, f- a fairly decent match. But, you know, Rusev then regains control and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, knocks RVD down, and taunts him to strike him in the stomach and does mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, RVD rolls up Rusev for a two count, which I think is the longest count we've ever seen on uh, Rusev. Maybe you're right. Uh, once RVD starts getting even a little bit of momentum built up, mm-hmm. uh, gets planted with a super kick, accolade taps out, matches okay. over. The end. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. They're putting Rusev in, like, matches. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're slowly giving his ma- his room, yeah. you know, giving the matches room to breathe. Okay. Um, next match is Orton versus Ambrose. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I really got to watch this Raw. You need to watch this Raw. This, God damn. This- I bet this match is the one that they gave length. This is like this is like a 17-minute match. Like, it goes a while. Uh, I- Dean Ambrose is hot off the gun, attacks Randy Orton. It's a lot of, like, brawling from Ambrose. Uh, I'm going to say that, man, I don't even know how you call that match because you want Dean Ambrose to look strong. I assume Seth Rollins interrupts or distracts Dean Ambrose who gets caught with a second rope DDT somehow and then an RKO gets reversed into almost dirty deeds which gets reversed into an RKO for sure and then that's the end of it. Uh, I'm going to say like it's a 15-minute match. Like it has the most length. It's probably like one of the longest matches on the show and uh, but Randy Orton wins but not clean somehow it's a weird dirty finish i just assume that it's seth rollins coming down and distracting ambrose it is the longest match of the night okay i wrote a like a full page on it okay uh hit me with it ambrose starts the match by just getting in orton's face and taunting him really yeah oh that's fucking like not right up in his face but like yelling at him just some shit pointing at him so much like personality yeah oh that's so much he looks fucking nuts yeah um He's got his left arm all bandaged up from. Oh, they're still they're still playing up the shoulders. They're thing. still playing it up because okay. it was reaggravated and. Okay, uh, that'll probably play into the finish somehow. Uh, basically, Orton just focuses on it the entire okay. match. Um, but it's really interesting to watch Ambrose wrestle because he wrestles like a heel. Oh yeah, uh, he's a natural. He, I mean, he, that guy's a natural. Heel. Yeah, but it's it, he does it so well that I love watching it. He's mm-hmm. like rubbing. Orton's face into the mat yep. like he's on his back and just like grinding Orton's face yeah. into the mat and putting his shin on his throat and like pressing down on it um like just just awesome shit uh he like grabs the ear of Orton and tries to like pull it um <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh but then that causes Orton to reverse the ear grab into a clothesline uh-huh. um now Orton's in control he gets on he Plays the crowd the entire match. Does he? Match. Yes! I gotta watch this Raw. Or, oh, it's so much fun. Orton turns around after he does that clothesline. He's gotten one move off that's Does effective. he start screaming at the audience? He doesn't scream, but he does his little golden boy pose yeah. in the middle. He does it twice in the match. Oh, that's great. Um, and the crowd hates it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. But then that gives Ambrose the opportunity to... Uh, to take down Orton, mm-hmm. like double leg takedown starts like going nuts, like maniac yeah. punches all over him. Um, and that takes us into the commercial. Now we come back. Orton's fo- focusing on the arm of Ambrose. Um, 
and just, you know, really working it. Yeah. Um, you can see, like, Ambrose trying to, like, work f- feeling back into it after he breaks out of, you know, the hold. Mm-hmm. Um, he busts out a figure four, which we haven't seen in a long time. He's doing a figure four? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ambrose. Busts Am- a f- Ambrose does a figure four. Yeah. He's, he's done it once or twice before, but didn't the Miz just come back? Wasn't that, like, a Miz thing? Yeah, because he was trained quotes by yeah, Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair's like, yeah, use this. That's so weird. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess the Miz isn't using figure four. Whatever. Yeah, it, it's cool because he has it for a while uh-huh. on on Orton, and it came, it came out of nowhere. Like, he, you know, he had Orton on the ground, and he puts him in the figure yeah. four. It was really cool. Uh, you know, it breaks at the rope and whatever. Um, and then uh, Ambrose later on the match tries to go for Dirty Deeds. Uh-huh. He misses it. Um and then Orton tries to attack him, which uh, he ducks out of, knocks Orton out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Ambrose goes nuts. He goes under the ring and grabs like six chairs and throws them into the ring. And Chuck Roberts is like losing his mind. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. What are you going to. He has. Why does he throw six chairs in the I ring? Don't, there are at least like four or five chairs in the ring. Okay. And he's like, I don't know what his plan he's, was. He's just crazy. He's just fucking okay. crazy. Okay. So he has all these chairs in the ring. And they come into the match, none. They just get tossed in the ring and then re- the referee knocks them out. The crowd was super hot for him throwing chairs in the ring. Okay. That's all That's all it was for. And then um, it. Then they get into a little, you know, confrontation outside of the ring. Uh, Orton throws Ambrose over the barricade, mm-hmm. uh, pulls him over, does his DDT thing over on the barricade to the outside. Uh, to to the um, to the like inside ring, like outside oh. ring area between. Uh, okay, yeah, um, and then pulls him into the ring. Tries to do it again while pulling him through the ring on the second oh, wow. rope. Yeah, um, that is reversed, and then uh, Orton goes for the RKO, but then misses, and he hits after. Uh, Ambrose tries to do like a backslide oh, reversal really? to the RKO. Oh, that's cool. Which didn't work, and then um, you know goes into the rope, and Randy Orton gets up RKO. One, he two, goes three. into the rope. Oh, he does like that rebound clothesline. Yeah, like where uh, I'm sorry, Orton doesn't go into the rope. Uh, D- yeah, Dean, Dean, Dean Ambrose, Ambrose goes he, back. He falls back and goes into like that rebound. Clothesline. Yeah, and then okay. Orton comes in, hits the RKO. Oh, really? It was off the rebound clothesline. That's I, pretty cool. I believe so. Okay. Um, that's a pretty cool. Spot. And and then that's kind of weird that like so Randy Orton beats Dean Ambrose. I guess clean. clean. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I was really surprised. No Rollins at all Rollins in that match. Huh, okay. Yep. That's weird. Um, so that takes us into a backstage promo with uh, Cena. John Cena talks about how he's the champ and he'll defend the title against anyone. And he says, even in Montreal where they don't give me any love, I know that I'm here for the C-Nation and the champ is here. Basically. Oh, really? Uh, okay. I, I mean, it, uh, it, it's, it's a John it's, Cena it's, champion promo. It's generic enough. Yeah. Uh, he he comes out backstage promo with uh, Renee Young and he says he knows how to handle his business. So, talking a little bit and then in the middle of it, Roman Reigns walks in. Oh really? And um, and he just you know basically tells him what he's gonna do. Yeah. He's like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go after your championship. Okay. And then walks off. Oh okay. That's it. Champ is here. Got yeah, it. Champ, champ right. is here. And champ Whatever. just left. I don't Boring know. ass promo. Got it. Yep. Next match: ADR versus Ziggler. Oh really? And Fen- Fandango's on commentary. Oh, really? Yeah, because there was that they're, whole yeah, thing they're, with they're, Fondango yeah, and Ziggler. They're, they're going to continue the Fondango-Ziggler feud. Yeah. They, That's pretty cool. They they did a little—I'll I'll get to that later. Uh, okay, Alberto Del Rio uh, doesn't have much control through this match. Uh, Ziggler hits a couple of big moves. There's a lot of people laying on the—like, a lot of these two just laying on the ground. This mm-hmm. match is probably only four minutes. Uh, I did see a gif of Fondango dancing on the commentator's table, <laughs> uh, so I know that happens. Yeah. I assume that distracts Ziggler— uh, long enough for Alberto Del Rio to uh, knock him down, roll him up. No, no, no. I'm going to say, uh, oh, shit. How does he hit him from behind? Back The backstabber thing and then a super kick to the head and Alberto Del Rio wins. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. I didn't – once Fondango got on the mat, uh, on the uh, on the table, I'm like, I, I know what's going to happen yeah. from here. So I kind of stopped paying as much attention. Who won? Uh, it was Alberto Del Rio, of Hooray. course. Yeah. Um, it starts off – Pretty interesting. Um, uh, ADR gets knocked out to the outside, and uh, Ziggler tries to come in and do like his baseball slide. Yeah. Uh, ADR lifts up the apron, catches him in there, and does that shining wizard. Yeah. That, that he does, which he hits so clean. Mm-hmm. I love. I love that. Yep. Um, Fondango the entire time is talking about like, 
ooh, I'm not going to tell you my secrets about, like, which girl I'm going for. Some days I like brunettes. Some days I like blondes. And then I forget which one of the commentators asked him, like, well, do you do this with other girls? And he goes, why would I tell you that? Why would I come out here and reveal my secrets? Would you think I'm crazy? I wouldn't talk about that. He was being like full on weird. Oh, Fondango. that's that's great, great. Um, cool. And he, then he can he can like settle in that role pretty well, and it's very funny to watch. Yeah, and basically the it's just that goes into uh, he Fondango calls himself the Fonz of the WWE, <laughs> <laughs> which was my highlight of that match. Fonz Dongo. Yeah. So, how does the match end? Fondango uh, steps up on the uh, table and then distracts. And I, I forget if it's, I go. believe it's a super kick that there ends go. the match. But yeah, and, I, and ADR wins. Yeah, well, once, once he got up there, I'm like, well, ADR's yeah, yeah, going exactly. So, I stopped paying All attention. All right, next segment. Uh, it's a backstage Fonz, promo. Fonz Tonko. And, and, and it's, this is just Stardust and... Um, oh, okay. So, it's just Goldust. Stardust and Goldust being weird yeah. and not really saying anything. Yeah. Well, okay. Stardust hisses like a cat yeah. when, uh, when Goldust gets up and goes... You know, does his little like bark yeah. thing. Uh, Sardis just goes, and then uh, they're just fucking weird, and I love it. Whatever, it's fucking okay. weird. Cool. Uh, that takes us into uh, King uh-huh. in the ring mm-hmm. talking about because it was a it was in Montreal that he had his heart attack. Oh yeah, and he talks about how you know medical staff and everything, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But um, you know, uh, they when they were there last year, they were supposed to celebrate Bret Hart and yeah. Pat Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, which at the beginning of the show they announced, hey, Bret Hart's here. Yeah. So Bret Hart is there. Yeah. And he comes down and he talks and he's talking about, you know, uh, how much he would love to be able to wrestle again and it's great to be in Montreal. And then Bret Hart's music hits. Damien Sandow. I did see a picture of Damien Sandow dressed like Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. I assume he just comes down and goes like, hey, I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And you and you suck. And then Bret Hart hits him. Yeah. That's that's pretty much yeah. it. But okay. then there's a match. Okay, what's the match? It's uh uh what was it? It was Damien Sandhart. Cool. Cool. Awesome. The, the best part was uh Damien Sandow saying that basically that he is a loser who tapped out to his own move <laughs> against <laughs> Oh HBK, wow, the crowd hated him. And that the whole screw job was a bullshit story uh-huh. that Bret Hart concocted uh-huh. so that people wouldn't like hate him. Oh, that's funny. Which I thought was great. That, that's very funny. Um, What's the match? It is Sandow versus Sheamus. Okay, so Sheamus just hits him with a bro kick and it's over in two minutes. It, it, it had some decent time to it. it was, well, I shouldn't say decent. Decent mm-hmm. for a Sandow match. It was okay. about four minutes okay. maybe. But, Did Sandow get some offense in? Uh, Sandow does go go for uh, a few things. He goes for the sharpshooter. Yeah. He hits his uh, awesome. top rope um, like elbow drop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, bro kick yeah, ends yeah, the match. Yeah, cool, whatever. What's next? Uh, the Miz has a backstage promo. Who gives a shit? Skip it. Yep. And then... Unless it, something interesting happened in the promo. Nope. Okay, skip it. Nope. Um, and then it's Y2J versus The Miz. Okay. Uh, Y2J is in control for most of the match. Uh, and then it ends with the lights going out, Bray Wyatt coming in and attacking The Miz, giving him the disqual- or attacking Y2J and giving him the disqualification win. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, what happens? Quickly. All right. So, uh, Miz has a shitty new pre-roll video that shows Hollywood. He comes down in what looks like an Assassin's Creed jacket. Um, they start fighting. Y2J gets a drop kick off the ropes. Um, there's a no simpy sign in the background. I wrote that, and I wanted to make sure that I said it. No, It just said no simpy. Um, <laughs> crowd is totally behind Y2J because it's Canada. Yeah. Um, no, Miz actually uses the figure four. Does he? Uh, but Y2J Weird. breaks the hold. Uh-huh. Um, and then Jericho puts Miz in the walls of Jericho. Miz taps. Oh, there's no Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt comes in after the match. Oh. Cuts a promo. Jericho interrupts him. Uh, tells him he's going to beat his ass. Yeah. Charges. Lights go out again. Harper and Rowan are at the top. And basically that sets the stage for a match at Battleground. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting, yep. I guess. Second Divas match after oh, this. Okay. It's Funkadactyls versus Paige and AJ. Oh, really? I guess on SmackDown, uh-huh. Paige reconciled with AJ, but I think it's like one of those things where it's like reconcile, yeah, like quote yeah. unquote, for the time being. Uh-huh. Uh, when it's time to announce AJ, she takes the microphone from Justin Roberts and goes, no, 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 let me. Now making her way from oh, whatever awesome. part of New Jersey she's uh-huh. from. 
and my best friend AJ Lee and I, I was like, oh my god, this is oh that's so weird. This is weird. That that's cool. Uh, let me guess quickly. Uh, the Funkadactyls just get into it near the end of the match, and uh, one of the Funkadactyls doesn't tag the other one, and then they fight. Exactly. Okay. Who wins? Like, how do they? Like, who wins? Uh, page AJ, hits AJ page? the Page Turner for the win. On oh, I, she's the Page Turner. Yep. Oh wow. On, on I believe Naomi. Oh okay. Yeah. And but then the Funka, and then the Funkadactyls Funka yeah. fight. I forget which one is which. Fightadactyls. Yeah. They they Cameron fight. has blonde hair. Cameron doesn't tag. Doesn't tag at all the whole match she oh. doesn't want to tag in okay uh naomi basically wrestles the whole match because she's the only one who does yeah uh but yeah then they break down they get into a little fight referees come back down again like break it up i don't want to say who cares but i have a feeling if i watched it i'd be more into it like more enthused yeah but like just hearing about it it's like well yeah I it's mean, okay watch it if you want it's like a two minute match yeah so okay oh great cool next uh cesaro and Heyman in the ring okay um and Paul Heyman talks about his client Brock Lesnar. He talks about uh, Cesaro, and then somebody interrupts and a match starts, but I don't know who. Who uh, interrupts? Uh, so it, it, am I right? It's it's not an interrupt. They're supposed to have a match oh, okay. against Kofi Kingston. Oh, a return match from last week. Uh, What's the promo? Anything? Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny. Um, Heyman's talking, and then Cesaro grabs the mic and goes, "No, no, no, Paul, you can't speak English to these people. These people speak French." Well, I mean, they don't actually speak French. They speak Quebecois. And then he says something in French that I think basically says that they're shitty people and yeah. they suck. And then that's when and Kofi... Then, does the crowd boom? Of course. That's so great. And then Kofi's music hits. Um, S.O.S. from Kofi Kingston. I heard them fighting! The S.O.S. He just gets beat up. Uh, actually, I'm going to say... Cesaro's in control for most of the matches. Short match. Kofi Kingston wins, wins with a roll-up, and then they just do the same shit that happened last week where uh, Cesaro just beats up Kofi Kingston at the end, and they walk out again. He starts to. Uh-huh. Big E Langston, or sorry, Big E comes down. Is and, that what and happens? The, am I right about the yep, match? exactly. Really? Exactly there what you go. said. So there you go. Exactly I just, I just figured, I figured somebody backstage went, well, it worked last week. Do it again. Yeah. Well, I think they wanted to set up uh, the commentators talk about how their friends, Kofi and B, Big E, are friends. So, so Big E comes down to help. Kofi? Yeah. Maybe that's a new tag team. That'd be interesting. That would be. I I mean, it kind of was a couple weeks ago, I remember, yeah. or a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, no, that, that, that's fine. I but guess. I, I think they're really more pushing the Cesaro, yeah. Big E thing. Because uh, they're cool. both in the Intercontinental over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm sure Kofi Kingston's in uh, Another too. fucking battle royale. Backstage promo now with uh, Cena and Seth Rollins. Oh, uh, Seth Rollins says, hey, hey, John Cena, I'm going to cash in against you, whatever I want. And then Cena goes, says, you could have a match tonight if you want. I'm John Cena. The champ is here. And Seth Rollins goes, tonight's not your night. <laughs> and then walks off, and that's essentially the promo. Well, they actually have a match. That's the main event. It's oh, really? John Cena versus uh, Seth Rollins, which they kept touting as, this could be a title match. It's like, no, and it's, it's, no, it's not. It's, not. Yeah. it's two weeks removed from okay, the so, fucking paper. So uh, Seth Rollins says he's going to beat John Cena so bad, then he's going to cash in at the end. Yeah, he's okay. gonna he's gonna pin him in the match, yeah. and then he's gonna cash. Got in. it, got it. Exactly what you said. Okay. Uh, now we have a uh, a match between Torito and Bo Dallas because apparently what? on SmackDown Bo Dallas fought Diego because uh-huh. the other Matador is yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and so now this week Torito is gonna fight Bo Dallas. Okay, so Bo Dallas. I'm sure Torito hits like a couple of moves and then Bo Dallas wins with how do you even hit a running bow dog on that guy? Second rope. Oh really? That's very funny. And then <laughs> uh and then he gives an inspirational speech to Torito. Basically, yeah. Uh Torito whips him with with his tail in the face. That was the yeah. only other point from that match that I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. And this brings us to the main event. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Seth Rollins uh, keeps getting the upper hand on Cena, and then Cena comes back, and he's beaten on Seth Rollins, and then, uh, hang on. Okay, ready? Here's what happens. Towards the end of the match, uh, Randy Orton interrupts, Roman Reigns interrupts, Kane interrupts. Uh, so the match is all f- f- fucking askew and crazy. Seth Rollins is going to cash in. Dean Ambrose attacks Seth Rollins, so there's no cash in, and then that's uh, and then uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena clear the ring of Randy Orton and Kane, they stand tough face to face, but they don't fight each other. Basically, really, not in that order. Uh-huh. But quickly, uh, uh, Seth is in control for most of the match. Um, later on, Cena goes for the SCFU, but uh, uh, Rollins pulls out. But then uh, Cena gets a sit down power bomb on him, which was cool because I haven't seen Cena throw anything of right. interest in a, in a long time. Right. Um, 
you know, they, they fight back and forth. They five-knuckle shuffle, goes for the AA. Kane's music hits, comes out with Orton. Uh, take down Cena. Reigns comes out, Superman punch, clears the ring. Uh, Rollins hits him with the briefcase, then clocks Cena, then decides that he wants to, clock, uh, to you know, cash, cash in. in. Right. Uh, while the ref is walking over to the timekeepers, Ambrose comes out. There you Spears go. him, whatever, takes him out. Uh, Cena hits Orton with the AAA. Mm-hmm. Reigns spears Kane. Uh, Reigns and uh, Cena in the middle of the ring holds up Cena's hand, and um, crowd kind of mixed reactions. Then Cena does the same for him. Crowd goes nuts. <laughs> Reigns does it again. Holds up Cena's hand. The entire crowd boos. Awesome. And Cena just looks upset. That's and, funny. And Reigns just looks sheepish. <laughs> and that's the end of Raw. Really? We yep. did it. Yeah. Wow, that was weird. Mm-hmm. That was uh, a weird way to go over what happened on Raw. Yeah. But we did it. Mm-hmm. How do you think my... How, do you think I was close on most of my reviews? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's... Uh, you watch it long enough, you know basically what's going to happen. Predictability of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, which I don't mind. No. I'm fine with it. I don't mind it either. Because it, I'd much rather it be predictable so that when the things that happen that are out of the blue the crazy moments and everything yeah brian you're not gonna believe what i'm gonna say next we're over time we are over time holy shit we did it yes because we talked so much about weird shit (laughs) god damn well guys we did it next week we'll have a regular episode where uh we actually watch all the events (laughs) and then tell you about them and then take your questions uh because we're not gonna have time to do emails or anything Mm -hmm. wow didn't think uh that was gonna happen but Mm -hmm. here we are Uh, I thought we did a great job. Weird episode. The worst episode we've ever had, though. So, uh, hopefully, let us know what you think. Go to uh, youtube.com slash Eric Badur if you want to check out the episode every week uh, on YouTube instead of downloading it. But, if you want to download it, go to iTunes, search for the Go Home Show, give us a review, rate it, five stars, uh, let them know that uh, although we had the worst episode ever, (laughs) uh, it was actually better than every other podcast you've ever heard in your life. Ever. Ever. Um, you can also hit us up on uh, Twitter at Go Home Show. Go on uh, Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, Facebook.com slash Go Home Show. And as always, you can email us your reviews, your thoughts, anything you like. Go Home Show at mega64.com. Want to thank Mega64 for hosting our file every week. Thank you so much. Uh, Brian, anything else you have to say to these fine folks? Yeah, I'm ready to go home. <laughs>